Howdy, howdy. Oh, why, hello there. And welcome to... But it was alien. You know I hate it when you do that, and I'm going to have to do it again. <sighs> but it was aliens. <sighs> don't let me come over there. Please don't. <laughs> we are the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe aliens or alleged aliens to determine if alleged aliens really were aliens. Allegedly. I'm Greybeard. Allegedly. Your alleged host this week, and allegedly alongside me is allegedly Granville Moonwalker. Now, Mr. Moonwalker, today we return to Wales again. I'm particularly fond of Wales because you may recall it was in Wales in the Pembrokeshire case that again. we came across someone called Mrs. Granville who saw a UFO and absolutely shat her pants. I just had to take the opportunity to remind you before we get into today's events, as I did last week. We love Wales on this show, don't we? We do. Can't keep Especially away. Uh, Pembrokeshire. Pembrokeshire. It's a hotbed of it, UFO activity, you may remember me saying, because you listened very closely last week. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you remember last week, I said it was a hotbed of UFO activity. Oh, yeah, you so, did, didn't you? Just after I said it. Don't recall you saying it. So back to Wales. It's funny. We don't tell each other what episodes we've got coming up, yet we've both chosen Wales consecutively. Hi, Wales. I do love the Welsh accent, though. Yeah. I can remember once I went on holiday with a couple of friends to Turkey, and we went on a boat trip one day. I was on a boat! And there was this Welsh family, and I just wanted to go home with them and just live with them. They were so, so funny. Just the way they tease each other with their lovely accents. Wales. Wales. The Orm is the site of our Welsh visit today. A country park in Wales consisting of a huge chunk of limestone rising out of the sea, Great Orm, and a second headland called Little Orm, situated in Ladudno Bay. Is that not pronounced with a C? I've got no bloody idea. Because I think in Wales, if there's two L's, it's a C. Go on then. Give it a go. Candidno? B. I don't know to be 100%, but I think it is. Well, it's based in Conwy County Borough in Wales. Apologies for the pronunciation. I'm just showing Mooney some photos of the orb. And also apologies for the accent. I truly cannot help myself. Please don't take offence. I mean, it's a... Really beautiful place. Absolutely wonderful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Although I'd shit my pants walking or driving I around. I was just about to say I would love to drive around that. As much as I might love to drive around that in my head once I get out there. Well, in great orm, <laughs> not little orm. Yeah, yeah. But take my little mini out there. Oh, I miss my car so much. Basically two beautiful land masses creeping out of the sea. Also, the reason I miss my car is because at the moment it is fucked. And your uncle is fixing it. He is. My uncle's awesome. But I've had a van for the last, or oh, for nearly three weeks now. Shaggin' wagon. And uh, I miss Lumpy having the power to overtake people. <laughs> not that you're an aggressive driver or an aggressive person, sir. I'm not, but I live in places where people drive. Like fucking twats. So you live in the world then? Like, they drive 30 and 60s. 
Oh, you live out in the sticks. Yeah, that I is do. common out there. And not having the power to overtake them is just infuriating. I would very much love to have my car back. Does it not have the power? Or do you just not have the balls anymore? It doesn't have the power. It's a diesel van that's only got five gears. Like, it's just used for transport and stuff. Shaggin' wagon. Whereas... If you could put your foot down... My fucking mini... I could have taken that. Is the tits. I can't wait to get back in it. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to go drive somewhere. I might drive to... Uh, Go and see our friend that lives like three hours away. Oh. I just want to drive, so I might just go and see him. <laughs> see if he wants to go for a steak. I'm not even going to tell him I'm turning up. Be like, hey! Right. And then turn around and drive home. <laughs> Slap him. Bop him. <laughs> turn around and drive home. Today's occurrences take us Back to the 10th of November 1997. This case was reportedly covered by famed UFO investigator Margaret Fry. The Big Fry was co founder of the Welsh Fellowship of the Ring. No, the Fellowship of Independent Ufologists. One ring to rule them all. Anyhow, in 1997, I must stop doing that. A family were driving home, a mum, a dad and a few children. Fucking children. The family <laughs> were driving along the Bodfair and Landernog Road near the little arm. I have no idea where this going now, like. <laughs> the different accents have thrown me so much. They were cruising along when in the suddenly... of the road. <laughs> don't do that because I'll have to put the sound effect in. Takes a lot of time. We get a lot of copyright claims. Hmm. So were they, when they were driving along the Bodfair... I'm so glad you didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, they were driving along the Bodfair. Were they on a straight or were they about to go around a corner? They were on a straight-ish. Okay, if they were on a straight, I'm going to say a car came speeding from round the corner heading towards them like erratically driving it as if a, it was trying to escape something a five gear diesel van and then going rapidly because the driver had really put his foot down had faith in his vehicle and it repaid him you really can't put your foot down in that <laughs> you can't a fucking micro would have done better so they're driving erratically and all of a sudden behind them a UFO comes hacking round the corner as well Fucking in pursuit. Guns blazing. Guns blazing. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to take out this car. Got a freaking Star Destroyer coming overhead with a couple of mm -hmm. X-Wings blasting. <laughs> I love how we both know that we're going to put sound effects in every episode pretty much. We still yeah, do we it. still make them with our mouths. <laughs> Uh, um, instead of putting sound effects in, I'm just going to repeat your sound effects. <laughs> what was the Trump, may I ask? Was that the X-Wing? From the uh, Cardi B one. Ah, uh, <laughs> okay. The, yeah. I love so yeah, um, 
UFO, around the corner, shooting down right. a car. Good guess. I don't know why you jumped to that. I mean... Well, you just asked me what I thought happened, so... Yeah, but it's not like we're an alien show, is it? I mean, what bit of an outrageous... What else think? <laughs> bit of an outrageous hypothesis. Right, fine. Okay. <laughs> what didn't happen is that... And as they were driving, there was a man standing in the middle of the road. No! And... As they approached, he just went, You shall not pass! Slammed his stick down and caused a, like, crevice in the middle of the road. He did it. You know I won't be able to resist when I edit it. So, yeah, they were met by um, Gandalf the Grey, who told them they shouldn't pass, or they shall not pass. All right. So, biatch, what (laughs) is it? Some fine conclusions there, sir. Suddenly, the family car was absolutely engulfed in a strange light. They shall not pass! Above, the family noticed a peculiar purple aircraft hovering. Dad shat his pants and did what any good dad would do. Dad slammed his foot down on his diesel van and tried to outrun the craft. Yes, Daddy. Putting the family's lives at risk in other ways. I say that, but would you believe it? Dad only went and succeeded. I was about to say, boom. Would you say he's putting them at risk if he's a really good fucking driver? Super Dad, son. He's achieved it. The family broke free of the light after a couple of minutes, and when Dad took a moment to look back... There was no trace of the purple UFO at all. All clear. Dad looked at the dashboard to check the time and... What? Five hours had passed. I don't believe five hours had passed whatsoever. I believe that as the light hit them, it fucked around with all the, like, electrics and everything in the car. And as he sped off, like... He burst out, out of that fucking beam. And it doesn't matter. The lights, all the lights, the electrics were still fucked. So it just showed a different time. But I don't think that was missing time. You think the car was just shafted? I think the car was just shafted. Interesting. Good theory. I mean, fucking super dad with his awesome driving skills here. Yeah, absolutely. What car it. were they driving? They were driving a mini I thought you were going to say a Ford Escort. Clubman or Countryman? Clubman, son. Yes. (laughs) They were driving a shitty diesel van with five gears. Getting me from A to B. Never complain about it. Just want my car back. (laughs) Not that you're bitter. (laughs) This family were actually too scared to identify themselves, and so they reported their experience anonymously... To the RAF. I honestly thought you were going to say RAF there, and I was like, yeah. The RAF, it turned out, had a base nearby on the island of Anglesey, 30 minutes away. The RAF visited the family on two separate occasions. On the first visit, they told the family to keep their damn mouths shut. Damn. They felt the wrath of the wrath. They felt the wrath of the wrath. Raff, raff, bitch. The wrath weren't accepting none of that riff raff. So do you reckon the wrath asked them to keep their mouth shut? They didn't to... ask. They told them to keep their damn mouth shut. Do you reckon 
it was told so that there wouldn't be a media frenzy yes. and loads of people would turn up? Or do you reckon they were told to keep their damn mouths shut so that they wouldn't spill any of the raps secrets about their tech? So at this point, I'm thinking it's twofold. They don't want the attention because they don't want the tech they're working on to be spilled to potential enemies of the state. Mm. Sneaky Raph. Mm-hmm. Raph. Ah! Raph Gordon. The next day, the dad woke up in pain. No, not in the arse. In an upper molar tooth. Ooh. Super dad had himself a rotten toothache. Now, if you've ever had a toothache, you know that that pain is almighty. Almighty. There's nothing you can do about a toothache. You just got to go straight to the dentist because it only gets worse. Dad went to the dentist and upon examination, the dentist was shocked. The dentist gloved up, put dad's head back and dived right in. The dentist removed a black unidentified object from the dad's mouth right where he was experiencing the pain. This dad had never had a filling in his life. Has this dad had a steak with Mm. peppercorn sauce? Not to my knowledge. (laughs) I, I think I see where you're going, but continue. Could have been a peppercorn. A solid black object. A big peppercorn. Also, I love the uh, Little Shop of Horrors reference there. Indeed. Well played. Well played. I watched that film not that long ago, actually. And my other half came in and was like, what the fuck are you watching? I think like she's never seen it. Little Shop of Horrors. Like, what the fuck? And it was... She's borderline on the naughty step at this point. I want to say about three quarters of the way through. And she was like, you were watching some shit. And I just went, oh my gosh. Your tongue. Damn right. Lady. Well, she'll get fed. Feed me Seymour. Feed me all. Audrey 2 would hug you up. Absolutely shocking. Anyway. We were saying. Do we know. Unlikely, I'll be honest. What this object turns out to be. I mean, at this point, if this item appeared in his mouth after the uh, purple ray, mm-hmm. then, sorry, Super Dad, you got probed. So it did turn up in his mouth after the uh, rays, but... I can't see how the RAF are going to be able to do that to them without knocking them out. Or they go, here, let us pay for your meal. Well, maybe it wasn't the RAF. But your question was, do we know what the black item is? Mm-hmm. At this point, at this point, this point in time, at this point in the story, no. Later on in the story, probably not. But we'll get there. <laughs> huh? Sorry, that reminds me. Doesn't I'm going to recall last week's episode? Yes. Where you had no idea what that ball was from. Yeah. I'm now going to let you know 
that I have no fucking clue myself. You son of a bum. <laughs> so, <sighs> continue. Oh, that grits my shit. Ooh. So at this point, you're thinking what? It's just one family's account? Say hello to Jim McGee. Who hey, I, Jim. Who I don't know the actual name of, so I've named. Jim was a local wait, businessman. Wait, 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 wait. Yes? You had the opportunity to name someone. Mm-hmm. And you didn't take it to name them after me. Correct. I wouldn't do that to you, sir. Son. Yes? I applaud you. I'm a good friend. I don't want to embarrass you for the sake of our podcast. That doesn't mean I'm still not going to name everyone after you when it comes to it. But I applaud you, sir. Jim was a local businessman who happened to be going along the seafront the previous day at just the same time as this all unfolded. Jim, it turns out, also saw something in the sky. Oh yes, Jim witnessed what he could only refer to as a giant spinning top hovering above a family in a car. The craft had what appeared to be many windows. Jim went on to say that as it turned, the craft appeared to turn into more of a sphere shape before it launched off into the clouds. Jim drew what he saw. I've got this image for you, Mr. Moonwalker. If you'd like to just check that out quickly. Okay, before I do... Yes? It could only be referred as a giant spinning top. Was it spinning at the time, or was it just like a giant spinning top? It's not really clear. I was going to say, because if it was spinning, how would he be able to tell that it had lots of windows? I'd love to tell you, but I'd be lying. I just don't know. I'm going to assume it wasn't spinning. I mean, Jim's got to be credible, right? Right. So I'm not sure what Jim has drawn this on, because whatever he's drawn it on... Spirograph? (laughs) Pictionary? Has he just drawn it in chalk? I've got no idea. I, I'm I'm going Pictionary actually. The more I look at it, so I have what resembles a rugby ball with two bumps in the centre at either end. Um, like a spinning top, you may say. One side is completely white with what I'm assuming are some windows at the bottom, just look like squiggles, and the other side is patchy at best. I mean, if they're meant to be the windows, then fuck me, it's got a lot of windows, but it just looks awful. I don't know what that's meant to be. Well, why would you expect that you'd recognise an alien craft? I'm not, but he could have done a better better effort. That could be exactly what he saw. Then these mofos need to upgrade their shit. Maybe that's super upgraded, we just can't appreciate it. Then I'm sorry, I don't appreciate it. That could be like a UFO ant colony type thing. No appreciation. I'm sorry. Well, we have one family and one witness, right? Wrong! Make that two witnesses, baby! An elderly gentleman who resided on Little Orm also reported seeing strange lights in the sky over Landudno or Clandudno, six minutes from Great Orm. I'll just add, and that's right, I Google mapped this shit but strange lights, the likes of which he'd never seen before. This chap 
also reported losing several hours of time one evening. The elderly man lost time. Ooh. Ooh. Mmm. The witnesses just keep on coming. How much was he drinking? I didn't test him for alcohol, sir. Also, I couldn't see a house on Little Orm. So does he live in a cave? Or maybe he lives a little bit further back. Or does he camp? He could camp, but I do believe there is a housing estate a little bit further back towards the bottom of Little Orm. Oh, so Little Orm, so Little Orm isn't just the kind of little rock bit that we no, saw. No, that's there the pinnacle little of Little Orm. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. And okay. I might get into some of the things that are on them later. I might not. I might just be lying to you. Hmm. You sly devil, you. So he reports losing several hours of time one evening. Was it the same evening? Yes. Was it? Okay. There's a lot of weird shit going on I'm on this sure. night. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm out. <laughs> but it could have been. Yeah, it's not. It was. But also might not have been. Definitely not. Prick. He lost the time. Who's to say where it was? He can't remember it. It could have been any night. Ooh. If you remember the night before and the night after, then you would assume it was that night. It's not safe to assume. Well, he could have told us, but maybe he's making this shit up. Can you say confidently that it wasn't that night? Can you say confidently that it was? I mean, I because... can. I'm not saying I'm going to. <laughs> Let's just rewind a little bit. In 1982, <laughs> in Colony Bay, which is 19 minutes away. For a pig skin a quarter mile. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right, let me rephrase. Back in 82, in Colony Bay, which is 19 minutes away, Alex Brereton, a student at boarding school Rydell Perrault's, for a pig skin, poor mile. <laughs> he Are reported. You serious? I'm dead serious. No, stop, stop. <laughs> what? <laughs> this? No, don't say yourself. Oh, freaking hell. Got to wait 20 minutes now. Every bloody time. Every bloody time. You have no idea, folks. The best comedy scene in history. How many minutes? Of just Granville laughing to himself, we have to cut from almost every episode where something mentions 82. So Alex Brereton reported that he'd experienced a similar experience. <laughs> Alex was in his bed one night when at between 1 and 2 in the morning, Alex was awoken by a strange bang. Before you start, no, it wasn't a fellow student into some weird shit. Not that kind of bang, son. Outside his dorm window, Alex was greeted by the sight of a white, fuzzy object hovering in the sky. Alex described this as a white rocket. Alex reached for his glasses, but no sooner did he reach out, the UFO was hovering over the town with its lights flashing. But get this, Alex said that the rocket then appeared to change shape into a ball shape or sphere before shooting off into the sky. Was this the same craft? You didn't take in half of that, did you? You were just laughing at the buddy back in 82 shit the whole way through. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
was trying to keep my shit together. I mean, it could have been anything outside of his window if he didn't have his glasses on. We, we can't say for sure if this was the same UFO, or if it was a UFO, to be completely honest. Take a leap of faith. Might have been a duck. Might have been Bop It. Quack, quack. Bop. Just as in 1997, in 1982, stop yourself. In 1982. You say stop yourself, then you try to set me off. I don't, I'm just doing the voice because it comes naturally. So yeah, back in 82. Others would come forward with similar stories. Security guard and hard... Serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> Security guard and hard bastard Stephen Jones, the Jonah, reported seeing a brightly lit rocket-shaped object blasting across the sky whilst he was on his rounds at 1.30 in the morning. Go sit in the corner and think about what you've done, sir. Calm yourself. You fucking started it. <laughs> oh, my. Woo! When Jones returned... No, don't! When Jones returned... To his security cabin. He could throw a pigskin a quarter mile. No. He looked at his watch and to his surprise, the watch said that it was two, but the clock in the cabin read 3.30. More lost time. But this one adds a different dimension, doesn't it? Were these people being taken or was the craft above them altering the fabrics of space-time itself? slowing things down for those caught up in the field. I said that earlier. And I'm circling... No, I didn't, to be fair. I said it fucked with its electrics. I didn't say that it slowed it down. Associated. But at the same time, it could just be that his watch stopped working and then he happened to walk in and there were two different times. Does he say that his watch was actually working the whole time? What are the chances of all these people's watches breaking? quite high more chance of winning the lottery people have won the lottery people have been abducted people's watches have stopped working people have lost time because they've been abducted back in 82 no (laughs) (laughs) help I suppose that's a new kind of I wouldn't say a new twist but that's a new one isn't it um, the beam's actually slowing time down rather than altering or then taking them for that amount of time. It's one that's I f- feel like we might have mentioned it at some point, but certainly not often. And it kind of makes some sort of weird sense. Hmm. Just feels right. But then, have you tried to figure out the maps and figure out how much it slows time down by? I haven't got my calculator with me at the moment, so no. Because it can... But I guess, how do we think that, for example, tractor beans actually work? Are we thinking that they just have a really good hoover? I thought they just froze things in place. Do they freeze elements of space-time and compress the space-time between them and the object? So you're going too would... sciencey. I just thought jelly... <laughs> Ah, I can't move. Suction. Ah, up it goes. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just going to move on. 
Now we're going to drift forward momentarily to March 2015. Again, in Landudno or Clandudno, Wales. <laughs> Well-loved residents Susie and Robert Hale reported seeing a peculiar Easter egg-shaped object darting through the sky above their home close to Great Orm in Ford, Elizabeth. This time, the object was described as gliding through the sky before making ridiculously swift jump-like manoeuvres and transforming into a sphere and speeding off into the clouds. Boom! There we go again. What are these people all witnessing? What is the difference between a Easter egg-shaped object and an egg-shaped object? It's a bit bigger, isn't it? I'm just wondering why they said Easter egg and not egg. Well, maybe they didn't have any chickens around and Easter eggs is all they knew. I mean, everyone knows eggs. You could have just said egg-shaped object. Do they, though? Oh, Do you remember Eat like Your Vegetables, is... those children who only ate green shit? Did they know eggs? Broad beans! I am starting to believe that people are just trying to reach for things and trying to make it sound more spectacular than it is. Therefore, Easter egg instead of normal egg. They could have gone for Tic Tac. Um, peculiar instead of bullshit. Swift jump-like manoeuvres rather than wave-like. I feel like you're coming around to this one. I am. A few weeks later, Susie and Robert would again report seeing the same light ball UFO whilst walking along a footpath to the summit of Great Orm. In total, the couple would report seeing this craft four times. Susie even commented <laughs> that she and Robert did not believe in aliens, yet they keep on seeing it. This changed their minds. No, no outlandish claims, just continued sightings. Good old Susie. <laughs> What are you laughing at? I can't say that. I'm starting to believe now that there is some military tech being tested around here. It's starting to build up, isn't it? Yeah. And what they're seeing is not the making of drones, but the testing of drones and other craft. Okay. And they're just seeing kind of testing the aerodynamics of a lot of different shaped objects to see what flies best, what how it manoeuvres stuff like that how the tech on board works what they can get away with what they can fuck with people with yeah yeah it's not the first time we've heard someone say i didn't believe in something and then all of a sudden they do not to say that everyone that says that is bullshitting it's easy to say it's though, easy isn't it? yeah if you want to convince people you're like well i didn't believe i didn't it. believe in it like but flat earth people are like i didn't believe in flat earth then i looked at the evidence <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we should definitely probe that. What evidence? <laughs> we didn't worry about that. I mean, but this is definitely a true hotbed of sightings, isn't it? The amount of episodes now we've covered that see things going on in this specific area. What? Wales? Well, around Pembrokeshire. Is this the around Pembrokeshire, Pembrokeshire Triangle? Yeah. Is it? It's not that far away. I thought you just mentioned it because of the times we've been to Pembrokeshire, because it's Wales. How far away is this place from Pembrokeshire? I can't remember. I've gotten all confused. 
it's not anywhere near it, is it? I don't remember. <laughs> Let me just check my notes. Where we come to five, it's 500 miles away. Fucking hell. <laughs> How far away is it? It's a four-hour drive. The very <laughs> tip and the very butthole of Wales. So close, yeah? Little Orm is closer to Dublin than it is Pembrokeshire. <laughs> <laughs> and it also looks like it's probably a little bit closer to Manchester than it is to Pembrokeshire. Oh, my. We could drive to Cardiff probably before you could drive from Pembrokeshire to Little Orm or the other way around. It's close. Depends what you're driving and how quick. So let's just pretend that little segment didn't happen. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll it cut in. it from the nose. <laughs> let's keep it in. In an admittedly slightly silly study completed for Grosch Beer by future friend of the show and former Ministry of Defence UFO investigator Nick Pope, Landerno or Clanderno's Great Orm was named as one of the most likely places to be abducted by aliens in the UK. You know what this means. Road trip, baby! Whoop, whoop. On that note, Bonnie Bridge in Lancashire, Scotland, was number one. Where did you say? Lanarkshire? <laughs> Lanarkshire. I thought you said Lancashire, that's why I was like... Definitely sorry, didn't, and we'll cut that bit too. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few fucking rums, all right. I'm fucking one. a little bit of wired, you know. <laughs> one rum. Do you know what? I've had I've had one and a half. All right, I'm gonna finish my rum. So, uh, what are they using to come up with with that um, hypothesis? Gross. Because it's not going to be fact. <laughs> So they're just drinking a shitload of beer and then guessing. I feel like I've given you a really credible case and you're just derailing it. I've given you all reliable evidence and you're just not interested. Uh, all the people that have been abducted, like on Grosh, have, have they all been drinking Grosh? Are they part of the study? I mean, isn't Guinness the drink that they tend to drink? Nope, that's that's, that's right. Island. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe Island, sir. I just I just couldn't tell you. Um. I, I, I think I need another rum. So in this study, yes, did they take a map, put a map up on a wall, <laughs> drink shitloads of Grosh, and play pin the tail on the map, and throw darts, and the area that had the most holes in, they were like, that's it. That's got to be the area that has the most... You know, I, I feel like your space journalism is a little bit off-key here, so I'm just going to move on. I suppose she wants some details as to how we know all this. The 1997 family story got out because... I, I just sellotape your mouth at this point. Got out because they told one friend, one, who would end up reporting the story to the Big Fry. Big Fry, in turn, did some digging, contacting the family and finding witnesses, but she agreed to keep the family anonymous. That's why details are so sketchy. Not because it's not real. Refreshingly, there was no regression hypnotic therapy. We'll never know if the family were probed or if time just slowed down. Today in Ladudno, or Clan Dudno, 
you can find the Great Orm Summit Complex, which has its own UFO room littered with clippings on UFO sightings like your bedroom, Mr. Moonwalker. This place is now famous for UFO or UAP visitation. This is just like Shag Harbor, baby! Where they've used all these stories of um, abductions and stuff and created something around it. You were merely a question of stories. I was born in them, raised by them. How much money does this place make yearly? Enough to keep going. But how much of it gets put back into Little Orm? Unknown. <laughs> there you go asking those non-journalistic questions again. I mean... Whoa! Yeah! Someone's checked out the photos in the notes at last. We should go. <laughs> we should go. That looks freaking awesome, doesn't it? So what it looks like is they have some huge metal-designed aliens. It looks like we've got two aliens fighting each other. And when we say aliens, that looks quite xenomorphy. Yeah, one looks like a xenomorph and a predator going at it. Although the <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> Imagine the mess. The tail of one of them. Oh gosh. Has a xenomorph head on the end, it looks like. Mm. And then in the centre picture, looks like a xenomorph breaking out of a pot. And then I have no idea what that next one is. But Bob. it looks like a weird alien with some long ass fingers and an umbilical cord coming from its stomach. Or a very long stringy penis. I'm, I'm going the stringy penis. And some boobs. Because that's a little bit low down, isn't it? But... He does have titties, actually. I didn't notice that at first. <laughs> He's got... So it's a kind of almost stringy metal sculpture in general. But then with two plates or Belgian buns <laughs> over its breasts. And a really big grin on its face, too. That's a happy alien. I mean, if this place is uh, making a lot of money for the community... I can see why they'd keep those stories going. I, I feel mean, like this is your bedroom, yeah. We've said before, um, why don't towns and other things do stuff like this and have festivals? Because it then just brings in money for the economy. And it's a good time. Mm -hmm. You tend to find that people who like this type of thing, whether they believe it or not, that's absolutely okay. But everyone's there for a good time regardless. Yep. Because like, I love paranormal cases, obviously. That's what we're doing, you know. <laughs> but... Doesn't mean I believe in all of them. It's just a good bloody time, whether you believe or not, isn't it? We should uh, decorate this room with some of these uh, metal alien sculptures. So when we got when we get enough Patreon subscribers to update our premises, I will absolutely do that. You hear that, patrons? <laughs> decorate our room. <laughs> we suddenly get five patrons, and you're like, "That's enough." <laughs> you never specified I want a sculptures You turn up with every single piece of Huggins artwork Don't tempt me As we get ready to close out Today we've covered Margaret Fry's investigation of a family sighting of a purple UFO in November 1997 Dad put his foot down and escaped the craft but the family lost five hours The family told the RAF and were told to keep their damn mouth shut. Dad got a toothache and went to the dentist whereby a black bug was taken from his mouth. Local businessman, probably not, named Jim McGee, witnesses the family with the craft overhead. 
saying that the craft then turned into a spear and dashed away. Six minutes away, an elderly man also witnessed the craft and lost time. We then went back to student Alex Brereton in 1982 being awoken by a strange bang before witnessing a craft from his window. Back in 82. The craft changed shape to a sphere as it whizzed off. Around the same time of the morning, security guard the Jonah also witnessed a craft. When the Jonah got back to the security cabin, his watch said 2 in the morning, but the clock in the cabin said 3.30. We then met Susie and Robert Hale in 2015, who experienced four sightings of an egg-shaped craft that moved incredibly quickly and changed shape to a spear as it shot off. Grosch Beer and Nick Pope determined this area to be an alien hotspot. The story got out because the family told one friend who told the Big Fry. Big Fry then found witnesses, but she agreed to keep the family anonymous. Today, in Landudno or Clandudno, if you're listening to Granville, the Great Orm Summit Complex stands, and it has its own UFO room, which we'd like to go and probe. What do you think? Credible family? Credible witnesses? Credible? Do we know what this black bug that was taken from his mouth actually was? <laughs> Not a freaking clue. <laughs> <laughs> so it possibly couldn't have happened. Possibly could have happened, yeah. Okay. So do we know whether the clock in the car was effed itself already? We don't. What's your point? The the clock could have been forward by five hours anyway. Yeah, but could have been back back by five hours and he lost ten hours. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't, he lost five, so forward. Um, Jim McGee, how much was he drinking? Or what had he been doing previously? He's a local businessman, but had he been out for meetings? He's been out having some, uh, you know, entertaining clients. Businessman is always on business man putting some uh, money on the tab and then we've got alex who being blind happened to see something from his window that could have been a cat jumping down from the roof a bird flying off i mean he was partially blind you don't know what that was just saw partially shapes. blind just saw shapes well, he didn't have his glasses on if he needs his glasses to make out what it is then he's partially blind he might have been long sighted um whew. Jonah, again, his watch is fucked. Susie, hmm. What's she hiding? She's got in her bag. Now, Susie and Robert, I believe that they saw egg-shaped objects. What? Object- oh, oh yeah. love eggs. <laughs> I see where you're going. Susie's a saw, isn't she? The fact that you just went, what? Shocked that I agreed with it. Let's me know that it was bullshit. But I was going to say they saw military tech in 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, this one is quite similar in some ways to our last episode that we both concluded was aliens. What was the last episode that we both concluded was aliens? The one in Wales that you just covered? Yeah. With the Honourable John? Pretty sure you're the only one that concluded that. No, we both did. You vouched for him. 
So. I'm going to go back and edit that <laughs> one and cut in you agreeing from another episode. I. <laughs> Even though it's your edit. <laughs> cannot put my nuts on the line and so, say. Are you saying that it was aliens? This is not. I'm confused by that sentence. What this is because <laughs> I interjected aliens. in the middle and it completely oh. changes the context. <laughs> no, I can't say this is aliens. I don't believe the first family, especially when you start to find, oh, there was a black device in his tooth, but yet there's no follow-up from that, and that they didn't want to tell anyone. They were, all, I suppose, you might be a little bit shaken and not want anyone to know. But at that same point, I'm like. Fuck this. I'm finding yeah, out what this is. Yeah. Um, that's just me, though. And we've got the blind student. <laughs> so not a blind student. He didn't have his glasses on. He's blind. Slightly vision impaired. Have you ever seen a film where the kid gets his glasses knocked off? Can he see? No. The ball hits him in the face. He gets completely fucked up. Unless it's Superman. And then he takes his glasses off. And then... All of a sudden, you know it's Superman just because he's taking his glasses off. He has the there's, best disguise in the world. There's so much to unpick there. T-shirt and some glasses <laughs> and a tie. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just like this probe, Superman is bullshit. It's not aliens. Oh, <laughs> right. Superman is an alien, but I'll let that go for now. So I'm not saying that it was aliens either. This file, it's actually quite a tricky one when you really think about it. So on the one hand, the fact that the family wanted anonymity is a good sign, yet because of that, it also feels like there's a lack of evidence. It's a conundrum wrapped in an enigma. The original tale was quite short again, partly due to the family not wanting to be out there, but I searched for similar sightings in the area and hit a bit of a jackpot in some ways. There was an awful lot of them. But still, I'd liked to have heard more about the RAF telling them to keep their damn mouths shut. Also, as you touched upon, what the shit weasel happened to the black damn bug in the dad's mouth? Analyse that shit. It's so seldom that we get actual physical evidence that it's almost criminal not to analyse it at this point. Well, unless they did. Who knows? But publicly at least, there just isn't quite enough meat on this bone. I want to know where this family are now. Are they okay? Did the Mibs get to them once they opened their mouths? Alas, we probably won't ever know. But I'm going to try and visit the Great Orm Summit Complex one day and leave our mark in the UFO room. I want to print like a business card and stick it on the wall or something. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I've just reminded myself of something... Um, <laughs> This is so bad. So uh, me and my partner were in a museum not too long ago looking around and I saw there was a suggestion box type set up in the middle of the room. Mm. So I grabbed up the pencil, wrote on the cards, but it was aliens, hashtag probe, thinking it was funny, stuck it on the wall with the other suggestions. Then my partner goes, you do realise that's about your thoughts on slavery? It was an exhibit from... Oh. Yeah, I was... I just casually looked around to make sure no one was looking, took it back off the wall and popped it in the bin and pretended it never happened. So bad. So, so the lesson there is always read 
the, the, the exhibit you're currently standing within before doing childish shit. What we need to do is um, get a But It Was Alien sticker done. We can do that. And then go back to Rendlesham Forest. And stick it, it yeah. I'll have a look if our um, suppliers can help us out with that. At butitwasaliens.co.uk, baby! But that's today's show, folks. I mean, we've just kind of told everyone what we're going to do, so we're kind of vandalising. It wasn't so us. it wasn't us. <laughs> we're not going to do that, people. Don't even know where Rendlesham Forest is. Where what is, is that? <laughs> we'll paint you and me on the alien. It wasn't us, guys! <laughs> but, yeah, thank you, one and all, for listening to... But it was aliens! Hopefully, we've taught you something today. If you'd like to learn even more... Then go back to 80. No, we are on the Twitter. On the Twitter! At But It Was Aliens. And we have a private public Facebook group called Extraterrestrial Towers where you can share your alien theories and we rarely even crap on them. We're ready to believe you. Meanwhile, if you want to hear more from us, and honestly, it still boggles our minds why you would, but we have a Patreon account over at Patreon forward slash but it was aliens where each month we complete a side probe into a more widely paranormal case we're talking cryptids ghosts demons granville's batman fetish where is she? sex otters the lot meanwhile on the top tier we are offering an exclusive shirt that is not available anywhere not even in our store over at but it was aliens.co.uk <laughs> Let's say that again. I wear mine and only that shirt to do my housework in. But until next time. If consuming a bit of chewing gum gives you five calories, does that mean that they already know how many chews you're going to do? The truth is up there. Hash tag 